The Chicago Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Uh, welcome back, Chicago Popo Report. Here to hold you hostage for a couple more hours on Saturday night on WLS AM 890. Chicago. Luke, what's going on? Well, we're going to have some news to share next week, but we'll get to that next week That's about right. uh, about the Chicago Popo Report, so stay tuned for that. That's but, uh, right. Big news coming, right? There's a lot going on this week. A lot yeah. of planes flying overhead. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of military hardware. Is there a coup in town? Well, what's going well, on there? Let's hope so. <laughs> we can only hope so. They're flying everywhere. Well, folks, we're in the dog days of summer. Now we're, it's the time of year when all Chicagoans are bitching about the heat after nine months of winter. Storms. Tasamis, floods. It's sort of leveled out though, the last couple of weeks. What do you think? Huh? Not too bad. Yeah, not too, not too bad. bad. But the uh, air show weekend is always usually uh, a blister. A million people down on the lakefront drinking too much, dehydrated, falling out like crazy. Ambulances everywhere. It's a lot going on, man. Yeah. Watch your six people. That's right. It gets it's going to get silly out there this weekend. A lot of suspicious people walking around. Oh, you know it. What do we got? We got some. We got some great news today, huh? O'Hare. Oh, we love O'Hare. Anything happening at the up at the big airport? We always do Uber stories, you know. Yes, uh, we do. But we never. We've <laughs> never done an Uber story, or we've never done uh, talked about an Uber that has a siren. What's, got, what's, what's going on? Apparently, what's going on there? <laughs> we got a. We got a little story involving our, our friend Hulk Hogan. Hulkamania came into town. Yeah, yeah the Hulk came into town, right? Big celebrity. When we say big, he's like six eight, three forty, right? Yeah. But the Hulk has got. Yeah, you gotta love the Hulk is wrestling or signing on. But he's got a bad. His back is like destroyed. There's, the Hulk has been dead for a number of years. Well, he can least, barely walk. At never least, mind yeah. At yeah. least he's still walking around. Yeah. More barely can less. ride. Okay, though. He, he rides okay. You can fit in the front seat of a CPD squad car just fine, apparently. Yeah, him and Bret Hart. With a uh, film crew. With a film crew, yeah. A little crowded in the car. Yeah. yeah but what, they caught all the action, I mean. Yeah, what were they doing, Loop? <laughs> Somebody's going to get jammed on this one. Well, I guess he wanted to avoid fans, uh, you know... Going through the front entrance of O'Hare Airport. Let's let's take a ride through the tarmac and avoid avoid uh, baggage you know. claim. Didn't like baggage claim. <laughs> Didn't want to deal with that problem. Right? It takes takes too long. He doesn't want to get bothered. So let's take a ride through the tarmac. You know. Let's see. Six eight gigantic white man. All right, with like crazy blonde hair that you probably should have lost. 45, 50 years ago. <laughs> right? Yeah, and Rocky, mind you, was able to body slam back in the 80s. Uh, Andre the Giant? <laughs> no, Rocky Balboa. Oh, Rocky. Well, Come on, man. <laughs> well, but, I mean, the Hulkster body slammed Andre the Giant. Yeah, oh, yes, he did, yes. And Andre, he went about 450, right? 500? I used to be a big fan of uh, uh, wrestling or 
that kind of wrestling. Right. The WWE. Pretend it was a WWF before it became the WWE. Now we're really geeking out. Big, a big fan. But then you know, you grow up, you get older, you, you know, you figure out that it's not. It's not very. Now we watch MMA, right? It's not really. People kill each other for real. It's all make believe. It's a fairy tale. Not anymore. We got paid assassins fighting now. They're not playing. No, but yeah, yeah he's uh, apparently a, a couple cops are, uh, you know, Oops. feeling some uh, heat uh, for, uh, you know, doing a little ride along. Superintendent uh, allegedly was very unhappy about this ride along. Mm-hmm. Really Unsanctioned ride along. It was filmed. That was and really filmed. unhappy, right? Yeah, went viral. Oops. But hey, the patrolman who's doing the driving of the Hulkster and uh, Brent Hart, he says, hey, Sarge said he's good with all this. It's always to blame somebody else. Well, the sergeant is probably going, oh, I never said that was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not me, but, but another sergeant. <laughs> Some guy that worked in another district. We, I would never allow that. Because we know VIPs in Chicago never get, you know, special privileges. You got to do it under the radar, man. You got to go low profile. You can't. <laughs> if someone's filming, tell them to knock it off. Turn the camera turn off, Turn the baby. camera off. Turn the mic off. We're just, you know, going to zip you through and, and, you know, get you on your way. But, no, this became a big fiasco. Well, Bret Hart apparently is the voice of reason in the back seat because he's going, hey, don't get in trouble doing this, okay? Don't be blasting a siren and filming and acting out. And the, and the patrolman says, it's, it's okay, my sergeant, you know, he's good with it. <laughs> I mean, the, I, I'm sure the, uh, the, uh, the, the cop got caught in the moment. You know, he's got a big celebrity in town, and uh, he just... Wait with it. Let's open Popo Court for a minute. All in all, no harm done. I say no time off. Maybe a minor written reprimand. Don't do it again, okay? He's gonna be face. He's gonna do thirty facing termination. That's just absolutely <laughs> just crazy. Do not fire. But by the way, all in all, I find Chicago PD uh, O'Hare guys very helpful, really cool, and do generally an excellent job up there. Yeah. Really, they really do. Yeah, so, they do. So, so, so it's a cush gig. So, you know, well, why mess it up? It's like right. why it's a great <laughs> gig. You got to rest like one guy a year up there, maybe. Yeah, you you don't have to deal with a lot of bad guys. You they don't have to drag people off the plane. They send the security guys down to do that and get you know right. sued and fired and all the craziness. You're right. Well, because of this, the guy's probably going to lose his uh, certification to uh, you know be able to ride uh, down the tarmac. He's probably going to get transferred. He's going to get dumped uh, you know, the Inglewood. south side or the west side. <laughs> He's going to be in Inglewood. He's probably in Inglewood right now going, what happened? What did I do? All because Hulk Hogan came into town to do some <laughs> autograph signing at the Rosemont Horizon. Oops, I mean Allstate Arena. You yes. still call it the Rosemont? I still I call, call it the Rosemont Horizon. Rosemont. Rosemont. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> it sits in Rosemont, correct? It's in Rosemont. Still, it's, it, it, it is still in Rosemont. This whole corporate sponsorship thing, I don't like. I'm not down with, okay? I still call it the cell, which is something else now. I still call it Kaminsky. And if Wrigley ever changes his name, I'm going to oh. call it quits. At one one day it turns into something else. You're I'm so, gonna call it quits. You're so fickled, just over a little corporate sponsorship. <laughs> Wrigley's the original corporate sponsorship, and let's keep it that way. <laughs> I just think Tom Rickett should call it Popo Rick po- 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 Stadium, the Popo po Report Stadium. <laughs> I don't think that's going. That's gonna not happen. in our future, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey Tom, if you're listening, though, uh, we we will do a corporate sponsorship in the stadium. We can't pay much. Like actually, when I say can't pay much, we can't pay anything, right? <laughs> But we'll let you use our name. Maybe in our likeness. We could be on the Budweiser Cups, right? We could put our likeness on the, the Popo Report. I mean, we could have like a million Budweiser Cups with our likeness. We could do that, yeah. Yeah. 
and in about 100 years, we'll have enough revenue flowing in where we could, yeah, actually pay for that. <laughs> oh, after we announce the news next week, we'll have plenty of revenue flowing in. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah well, buy, you and I might buy a small radio station somewhere in Missoula. <laughs> eight from watts. Your, from your lips to God's ears, we, we get eight watts, right? <laughs> uh, moving right along, okay? Wait, hold on a second. Wait. Okay. I, I was talking to this guy. Uh, my the uh, He works in my uh, building where I... At my office, and he's like, "Hey, hey, what do you think about uh, you know, that that Hulk Hogan thing at the uh, Rosemont Horizon? Uh, uh, you know, the cops, you you know, they're gonna get in trouble because of that. Because you know, I think it's, I think it was an okay thing by them. You know, it was, it was kind of cool. <laughs> he was really rooting for the cop to yeah. like not lose his, not lose his job, not get transferred, not get in trouble. Because much like us, we were right down with that. He's program. probably a WrestleMania fan. He's probably a big Hulk Hogan fan. You know, he's a." Loop. He's a security guard in a loop building. Of course he is. Okay, He's a mess. <laughs> He's a fun guy. I'm like, well, I don't think it's going to go well for him. He might, he, he might get some, uh, you know, might get suspended. He might definitely going to not have that cush gig at O'Hare, but... But you know, I'll, I'll let them know that you're rooting for them. All right, Luke, you're kind of a bummer when you get the right. We get right down to it, right? Just just disappointing the the, the population out there. there Give you them go. the truth. Sorry about that, Mike. Uh, so, thanks for getting us started. Paul, my nonviolent supporter of recognizance bonds, low-level partner in crime. <laughs> as, for a, me. as a Chicago <laughs> Pope before he gets underway here on a Saturday night. More to come, including a high-speed police chase originating near Gurney, Illinois, that ends in the West Loop only because the car ran out of gas. More homegrown domestic terrorists, i.e. angry and unhinged, unhinged male twos, we will dive in. That and more when the Chicago Popo Report rolls right along. We'll see you in a bit. <coughs> Dig. Ah, Chicago. We're back. Rupi Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Have you listened to AM 890? Hey, folks, you can't listen to us live. What are you going to do? Have you AM.com? Listen to us anytime. No commercials, no traffic, no weather, no nothing. Just Lupe and Paul having a good time with you. Grooving right along this That's Saturday right. night. We're grooving every Saturday night in this city, right? Well, there's a CPD guy testified here, and he wasn't grooving too much. He was sweating. No, yeah, this uh, these uh, these these guys aren't having too much fun right now. The, you know, they're they're testifying and Chicago police officer Michael Coughlin Jr. fighting to keep his job testified last Thursday at a police board hearing that he fired off nine shots at a driver fleeing in a stolen Jaguar in 2016 because he wrongly believed the car had run over his partner. That's a good excuse. <laughs> it's, that's about as good as it's going to get. And I, I've seen the videotape, right? It's 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 nighttime. It's dark, and this guy is it's just darkish. It's not night. It's like it's like dusk. I mean, I'm not. He is unloading, man. Like like the you know the wild wild west, and they just robbed the stagecoach. Well, it's a violation of department policy for opening fire at a moving vehicle. <sighs> you know what? It's a good it's a good policy because bullets bounce, you miss. And those of you who are unfamiliar with firearms, let me tell you something. Almost nothing harder to do than hit something that's moving at a high rate of speed. Mm -hmm. it, it's not like the movies, folks. All right. You think trigger pulls bad at us <laughs> at, at, at a non-moving object? Object. Uh, th think about a moving object like a car going at you know fifty miles an hour. Yeah, and, and that's like six hundred feet, you know, a second or something. You've ridiculous. got the adrenaline going. You've oh, got you, 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 you're sweating. You've got yeah. you know uh, the environment uh, just noise. I mean, it's. it's <laughs> 
Yeah, well, he he's got a good excuse, but bad judgment, uh, as you exactly bad judgment, not a good idea. It's on videotape. Which, did you see? Did you happen to see the whole thing? I don't know. I mean, it's been a I it's did, been a while. It's been a long yeah. time. Yeah. At the time, uh, that's when uh, the city started implementing the uh, body worn cameras uh, throughout the districts. Which only certain districts had them at the time. Right. Uh, this this where this happened. It, it was one of the first districts. Nobody knew what was how to the procedures, how to you know turn them on, turn them off, what to you know stop talking. Uh, just everything right. was still new. New. New rules. New rules. <laughs> Everyone was still getting used to the body-worn camera system. And, uh, yeah, this is one of the higher-profile uh, incidents that happened right at that beginning. Yeah, and, and it's because it was on film, once again, because these incidents have been happening for a long, long time. A lot of people have been shot when cars were fleeing. Yeah. E either sitting in the car that's fleeing or innocent bystander stuff. So it's a good policy not to shoot at them, right? But, you know... You're jacked up. You're hyper. Uh, stuff is going down, and you you don't you don't have the you don't have the luxury of quarterbacking and thinking about it for five seconds before you act. Yeah, that's why training's so critical, right? Because it's muscle memory. And if you're trained properly, you're not going to shoot at that moving vehicle because you know it's bad. It's no good, and almost it, you, the magic bullet is not going to stop the car. Not going to happen. I mean, you're amped up. These guys were, uh, it's at the time where, uh, a lot was going on that, that, that summer. Uh, a lot of, a lot of car thefts, uh, you know, just a lot of crime throughout the city. Uh, and these guys, before they got on this scene, they just, uh, dealt with an another, um, car theft incident. So they were already amped up. Right. You know, they're yeah. not saying prejudging, not saying, you know, uh, it was just one of those things where it was unfortunate. And good thing nobody got, well, somebody, did die, but not by these guys. Not by these guys. Somebody, another officer shot, and he's not in trouble. So yeah, so when the car, they they shot at the car. The car kept on going. Uh, the guy, the guy got out of the car and started running through uh, gangways uh, behind uh, in a backyard. And then the officer who shot him, I think his excuse was he thought he, he had a gun and he shot at the other officers. Right. But the shot that he heard, or shot, is it shots or shots? <laughs> he probably, probably shots. At, his guys were firing. His guys were firing. Right. Yeah, but he's not. In that general area, he can't see who's right. doing the firing. Right. So he automatically assumes, I mean, rightfully or wrongly, reasonably or unreasonably. I mean, yeah, it's just unfortunate. That's pretty reasonable assumption mm -hmm. if, if you're chasing the guy and all these gunshots, right? I mean, I, I don't have a problem with him. Committed and, a violent felony. I mean, a car theft. I mean, right. he's endangering lives. And, you know, why, why wouldn't he have a weapon, too? But the superintendent wants to fire officers Coughlin and his partner, Jose Torres. Torres fired one shot. Coughlin fired a whole bunch. Um... And the superintendent wants to fire him for endangering everybody's lives and just violating the department policy. And we'll see what the police board does and civil service, et cetera. I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't like it was uh, in a warehouse district. Uh, it was in a residential district. Uh, you have houses. Uh, you're, yep. shooting, you're shooting at a, at, a, at a moving vehicle. Uh, that bullet could have just uh, struck someone in, uh, in, in a house, uh, walking down the street, could have you know, killed a dog, could have you know, endangered a lot of lives. It's a bad scene that bad night scene, out there, right? Yeah. And it's all in living color. Not good for the guys who were uh, in the hot seat right it's now. It's a good training video. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, what not to do, right? Uh, yeah, it's a good teachable moment. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens with these two guys. It's unfortunate. And, I mean, you know, Torres was a uh, Marine, worked at the Sheriff's Department. He is, like, being judicious. He fires one shot. 
And he says, my training kicked in, my muscle memory, which, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's why we have training and this prevent these sort of things. Yeah. No disaster happened at that moment, but uh, superintendent's highly ticked. He wants rid of these guys. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. The Chicago Police Union is back in the news. <laughs> well, if the FOP has anything to say about it, nobody gets fired, not ever, for any reason, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's the standard line. It's pretty much. We're always right. You're always wrong. And, and quit bothering us. Right? I think that's the problem. Take the, take these extreme hardline positions. There's no wiggle room. And that's what, that's what you know, ticks everybody off. Common sense, man. How about some common sense once in a while? On, on all sides. That's what we need. But, but there's a horrendous lack of it. Especially over there at the FOP. They just write and talk and say whatever comes in their silly little heads at any given moment. And they wind up sounding bad. They wind up sounding, uh, making the uh, guys in the street look like idiots often. You know, uh, th These are the guys who need a muzzle and some training. But unfortunately, uh, they're really not police employees at this point, although they're police officers. They're, mm -hmm. they're employees of the Fraternal Order of Police. So they, there are no uh, different <laughs> different agenda. Uh, <laughs> There's nobody putting the brakes on whatever they're saying or writing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that becomes a problem for everybody. The mayor, the superintendent, they all are like sometimes just shaking their head. What are you guys doing? Right, we're trying to get some common sense stuff that works here, and you, you guys are like going off the deep end with silliness. I, I tell you one thing, I do agree with uh, the FOP is uh, opposing lifting the ban on anonymous complaints by civilians against officers. Uh, that's one area of agreement that I, I, I got to tell you, I, I have always had a problem in general with anonymous complaints. If you're beefing, right? Face your accuser. That's right. You, you, and I've done this with employees. One employee don't like another employee. So I, stop. And I bring them both in mm -hmm. and I go, say whatever you're going to say in front of him or her. And you guess what? That stops so much stuff. Right. It stops a lot of the craziness. But... I agree. I don't like anonymous complaints. I understand why the uh, everybody likes some people like them, but it it's not good. You should not have to answer to ridiculous anonymous complaints. I'm glad we're in agreement. We are. Very seldom we do agree <laughs> like this, but we're in agreement on that. <laughs> we're going to take another break, Paul. Hit hit the pause button, and we're going to talk about the gun dashboard that activists want to take down. And also, there's... Uh, there's a burglar out in Rogers Park who got a recognizance bond, <laughs> which we're going to talk about also, okay? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. <laughs> uh, welcome back, peeps. Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90, Saturday night. Air show in full bloom. Everyone uh, on the lakefront. About, about this point, everybody's stupid on the lakefront. They've been cocktailing since early afternoon, right? There, there was a Goose and Maverick sighting on uh, Oak Street Beach, Paul. That's right. You know, yeah. they're about, about 65 years old now, but they, <laughs> they were there hobbling along. Still looking good. They're still looking good. Still cocktailing, right? That's right. That's right. Got the, got the new Top Gun coming out next year, man. It's about time. It's going to be hot. Been waiting a long time yeah, for that. I watched that old one about 42 times. I'm sick of watching it, frankly. I'm, I we need a new one. I can never get sick of watching Top uh, it, Gun. It, it's, hard to get, it's hard to get tired of Goose and Maverick, isn't it? Oh, my God. Bad ending for the Goose, though. Did they bring him back? <laughs> Top Gun, too, do we? Run yeah. Goose Jr. I'm guessing Goose Jr. shows up, right? A young Goose. 
Maybe, yeah. Well, back back to the more mundane. <laughs> back to our uh, our shtick, right? Back to the real deal. <laughs> yes, yes. Back to what's going down in Chicago these days. And uh, we've talked about this uh, this gun dashboard. What is, what's the gun dashboard loop? What what's this? This little device. Well, it, it lists bond court outcomes for people charged with violent gun crimes. Yes, or possession of a gun. Or possession, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's all public knowledge to begin with, right? To just put it, you it's know, all in a, in a public record, my friend. A little handy dashboard yeah. for people to, you know, look for at. For judges to look at, so they're not giving these idiots bonds for, you know, $25. Or for transparency, transparency and hold people accountable, yes. like judges. Right. Nobody seems to like the like it though. They don't like the gun dashboard, the activist, the public defender, the private. You know what? It, too bad. Your client gets arrested. It's a public record. He go into court. It's a public record. If he's in bond court, anybody in the world can show up and sit there and listen to what's going on. This is just another tool, right? And now, and they're saying, "Well, it's the embarrassed judges." Listen. We've talked about this, man. The guys who are committing the bad gun crimes are usually out on bond. Yeah. Or have been picked up or done time for serious gun violations in the past. Right. And this is a tool to wake everybody up and mm-hmm. go, don't let this guy out of jail, silly willy, because he might go out there and kill somebody next week. Look what's happening. Yeah, and there's a, there's an analyst uh, at the Chicago Appleseed Fund for Justice. Just stop. Stop. Who cares about the Chicago apple seed? Yeah. Let me hear let me tell me tell you what she says. Let me tell you what she says. Look, ninety nine percent of the people listed on that website are charged with offenses where they are not accused of hurting anyone. Instead, she said many people are on the database for a mere possession. Okay, mere possession of a weapon is not just you know, a nilly willy uh, offense. It's it's illegal it's a serious, possession of it's a, a weapon. Serious felony. These these are not concealed carry permit holders getting picked up with guns. These are lunatics who are gangbangers generally getting picked up with illegal stolen weapons for the most part and when these jackasses have <laughs> are possessing these stolen weapons they're going to do something with it they're going to hurt somebody and they have hurt somebody or nearly the apple seed fund really we're, we're we're reaching down for the apple seed people mm-hmm. to comment on this who cares i don't care what they have to say about it. listen we want to stop <clears throat> The 200 people getting wounded and 70 people killed on a weekend. That's what we want to stop in this city. Everybody's tired of it. And when you get shot, you got shot with a gun. Yeah. We don't have a bow and arrow problem. We got a gun problem. I'm all about bond reform, but... Me too. We we like bond reform. When the Appleseed Foundation starts, you know... <laughs> the Appleseed Foundation. I mean, they, they should just stick to selling apple seeds or whatever they do over there. All right? Planting trees in Grant Park. Let's, Stay out of the gun stuff. Let's use this tool. Let's see where it gets us. Uh, we'll evaluate later. Nobody that. likes. Well, nobody on the, on the nobody on the defense side of the table yeah. likes it. Okay, I like it because judges are held accountable. Mm-hmm. And the next story or story after that, we're going to talk about a judge who who apparently lost his mind and gives some idiot an eye bomb. Mm-hmm. Who's an absolute certifiable danger to the community. These are what bonds are for, to, uh, oppressive bonds, right? Uh-huh. And, and I'm not in favor of oppressive bonds generally, like a guy gets indicted on a shady murder or sex case. Let's say it's a very weak evidence. I don't, I don't like a $5 million bond because we don't have any idea what happened yet. Mm-hmm. And give, the, give a tough bond, but give a reasonable bond. Mm-hmm. But the, you, get a, you catch a guy in a house, burglaring, home invading, and we're going to give him no bond? That... That is makes no sense. Since uh, you're talking about it, let's just get right into it. Let's do it. 
This happened out of Rogers Park uh, last week. Uh, convicted home invader, burglar, child sex offenders. They caught <laughs> red-handed in Rogers Park burglars. <laughs> and he was giving he was given a recognizance bond, which means you know it's a it's your walk out without having to pay anything. You just sign your name, promise to come back to court. Loop. I, I guarantee you, I will take bet money odds on this thing that this guy gets locked up before his next bond uh, court date. I wouldn't disagree with you, man. And I'm going to tell you something. They better hope he don't get locked up for a violent crime and somebody gets injured because I'm going to go down to the courthouse and I'm going to pull that file and we're going to talk about that judge for about six months. Yeah, Judge Arthur Willis released him on his own recognizance the next day. This is insanity. <sighs> this dude isn't, listen, he's in a house. It's a home invasion, yes, exactly. Yes, and he's going to let the guy out with no bond. Basically, here, uh, young man, just uh, and what's this guy's background loop that he lets out amongst the citizens? Like again? I said, a uh, uh, child sex offender. <laughs> you know, he's got a rap sheet a mile long. It just—it's unbelievable to me. And this is what drives the superintendent crazy, because you're letting people out of jail real easily out of jail, and they're a menace to the community. This dude's good. Folks, we guarantee you this cat is going to commit another felony before his next court date. I mean, he was sentenced for three concurrent 15-year sentences in 2008 for home invasion, <laughs> causing injury and burglary in Rogers. He previously received a 15-year sentence for predatory criminal sexual assault of a child under age 13 in 1998. He caught a nine-year sentence for burglary in 1993, a six-year and six years for burglary, plus a concurrent six years for aggravated battery in 1990. In 1987, he received three concurrent four-year terms for burglary and theft. Okay. This guy is not an altar boy, okay? Do you think? <laughs> yeah. He breaks into this house using a crowbar. The guy's calling the popo. The cavalry come in, and, you know, this guy's trying to get away, and he gets caught. And he he's out walking the streets the next day. Right. Now, that's outrageous. Okay. Popo court now in session. Well, I want Judge Willis down here to explain this one, okay? Yeah. We'll, get, we'll, get, we'll put him right in front of one of these little microphones and go, Judge... Explain to me why this guy gets an I-bond, why he walks on a signature. How does he qualify for the affordable bail program? <laughs> <laughs> How is this a signature case, you know, for that program? I, I don't see it. I, I got to tell you, this, this is why there's civil litigation in this town out of control, because you, you let this guy loose and he's going to kill, maim, sexually assault, uh, do something really evil, and we had him locked up. We had an opportunity to keep him off the street, and we kick him loose. I mean, a burglary and and in home invasion, a home invasion, a boot. I mean, it's <laughs> it's pretty it, it, that's it, serious stuff, man. You upend uh, lives, you know, with these crimes. You <laughs> <laughs> people are seriously inconvenienced when their home gets burglarized. Well, listen, just just <laughs> think of the the psychological stuff that goes on in somebody who's been burglarized yeah. or home invaded. I mean, there there is nothing more terrifying than waking up in the middle of the night with some dude, convicted sex offender, and a crowbar in his hand sitting in your bedroom. Nothing. Nothing you, to get the juices flowing quicker than that, my friend. You th I mean, you, you can't be safe in your own home if someone breaks that sanctity and they're not held accountable. Ah. They're out the next day. What is that? I mean, how does, what, what, what does that leave people? Is he, a real, is he related to the judge? I mean, how does this guy get an eye bond? This is incredible, and it happens. It it happens all the time. Well, I, I I would like to know the reasoning behind it. Please explain it to me. 
I'm stupid. I don't get it. Please tell me how this happened. Well, we'll try to explain it when we come back. We're going to take another break, hit the hole. But when we come back, we're going to talk about that guy uh, who shoots up the VA hospital, all right? You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation. WLS AM 890, Lupe Aguirre and Paul Cialino with the Chicago Popo Report. Saturday night. At the air show in town. One of my favorite weekends of the summer, Paul. It's a nice, usually Love a it. nice weekend, right? You get you get a you get a whiplash, you get a you know, you're always looking up because stuff's flying overhead. What the hell is that? What is that? And, and there's <laughs> moments of panic, like uh uh old Paul was at the air show about twenty years ago with one of the younger kids and uh in the Budweiser tent. I lost him for about thirty minutes. You know, Paul, I'm I'm used to rubbernecking <laughs> side to side, but not up. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird uh, a, a neck movement. Yeah, well, you rub your neck a lot if you lose an eight year old and with a million people on the beach, okay? <laughs> and mostly because I got to go home and explain. Did you lose the kid for, just for a minute or two? Mm, yeah, well, yeah. And I was dead sober when that happened, but uh, but I didn't remain sober after I found him. Let me tell you, I, I partook heavily for the rest of the day. Anyways, uh, next story, great story. Got the blood pumping a little bit down at the VA hospital in Ogden this week 40, on the west side. 40-year-old guy shooting up the joint, and he wasn't a white guy. Angry white guy. <laughs> he was not an angry white guy. <laughs> he was an angry uh, other race guy, okay? <laughs> and he, he had some kind of beef with the VA. I, I'm not even clear if he's a veteran, but maybe, he had a beef. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I didn't even, yeah, I'm not clear if he was a veteran or what his actual beef was, but he just felt like walking down there with a rifle in hand and, yeah, just, just start shooting. Bernard Harvey of Indianapolis brought a rifle to town from mm-hmm. Indianapolis to Chicago, and in the middle of the day, he's 30. He starts lighting it up, man, on Ogden Avenue in front of the VA. Takes out the windows on the front door, mm-hmm. right? People are scattering. People are. I mean, he's shooting at the building, and no one injured. I can tell you what. This is a great story for for one reason. Chicago Popo, they were there in force immediately, and when this dude hit the front door after he entered the building, the VA police, kudos to you guys, man. We owe you guys a beer or two. They took this guy down immediately without killing him, yeah. without firing a shot. Without- they got him to put the rifle down. And no one gets hurt. We call that without further incident. I Man, I got to tell you something. It was a great job by the VA yeah. police. They did not run away. They, they didn't wait cool. for SWAT. Right? They went right to the danger, man. Right to the dude at the door with the rifle. Kept who, their cool. Who yeah. should not? I mean, listen. They'd have been more than justified lighting this guy up when he hit that door with all them people in there, right? Mm-hmm. But they kept their cool, man. The gunman kept his cool after he probably figured, "I'm really outgunned here. This is a bad ending for me." And the Chicago Popo, they were all over that thing, man. I was watching it uh, more or less live. They did a great job responding. And they responded in force with heavy artillery. It was a, a great law enforcement effort right. by all on that day. It saved a lot of lives. And and as, as a patient of the VA, I can, I can talk with some uh, expertise on this. There's a lot of crazy people walking around the VA hospital most days. I mean, yeah, right. yeah, PTSD. There's did, a lot did, to of begin crazy, with. yeah, drug-addled, alcoholic, crazy combat veterans, mm-hmm. non-combat mm-hmm. veterans are just as nuts walking around that facility, and it's a dicey situation most days. People never hear about it because they know how to handle it for the most part. 
They keep the weapons out <laughs> for, for generally. Mm-hmm. But this this guy, uh, he, he gets taken down. No no incident, man. It was a, it was a good day. Little property vi- uh, damage, right? Yeah. And, uh, that's, what, uh, that's what insurance is for. Great law enforcement effort. Well, the VA, I'm sure they don't have insurance. Probably self-insured. They got a gazillion dollars over there these days. <laughs> they don't give it to us, but, but uh, they're doing a lot of remodeling, at, at, especially at Heinz. It looks like uh, Northwestern these days. It's they don't good. act like it's Northwestern, but it looks like Northwestern. That's good. That's There's good. A lot, a lot of new concrete and glass going up. To Our VA. veterans deserve the uh, the uh, the best care available. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the problem, of course, is, is when you start getting that care, it's mm-hmm. generally not the best. No, yeah, it's, it, that's it's unfortunate. A, it's very much a socialist medicine deal over at the VA, and I've uh, been the recipient of much of that. But in, in general, they try. They work hard. Well, why don't you quit eating those cheeseburgers and, uh, you know, and... I'm not uh, going to quit eating cheeseburgers at this point, okay? I don't eat as many cheeseburgers as I used to eat. <laughs> and I'm not running down to yoga, but I'm, I'm considering it on occasion. Preventative uh, measures. Yeah, yeah, you know, know. VA's big on They like that preventative stuff. Wait a long and happy life, more or less. Yeah, well, I don't know. It'd be long, but not too happy, all right? It'd be averagely happy. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to another story. We started off with an Uber story, more or less, and then yeah. uh, this is our this is a real life uh, rideshare story. Uh, a Lyft driver, Lyft driver. There you yeah. go. Uh, the other half of the the rideshare crime family, right? There's the Uber side and the Lyft side. It's like so, the Bloods and the Crips, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they were hit with uh, let's see, a max a penalty of ten thousand for filling a report. Uh, that they have deactivated a, a driver, Mr. Mr. Lou. He's the he's the guy, he's the uh, Lyft driver that kicked a passenger in the head. He fell and he died. That was happening in July of 2018, July. right? Mm-hmm. And, and he fled to China. Well, that he also beat up a Chicago attorney in his car at one point. That's right. I mean, how many times have you asked your your, your Uber or Lyft driver, oh, "You're going the wrong way," or "Why don't you can you take this route because it's faster?" And and they accommodate. I've never had anyone. You know, uh, I gotta tell you exactly what I do when I get in the car at O'Hara, and I go, "All right, this is the way we're going to my house. Tell me now if you have a problem so I could get out because we're going this way because <laughs> I've made this drive I don't know about six hundred and fifty times. I'm telling you, this is the best route. I don't care what your GPS says. The fastest, safest route. Yeah, That's there right. you go. That's a good policy. Right. Let them know I'm, right off the bat. I'm going to pay you a set rate, right? I know what I got to pay. You know what you're going to get. Let's make this quick and painless as possible. Yeah, but Mr. L- good thing you never encountered Mr. Lou. For, good thing for him because you would probably, you know, yeah. I, I know what you would have done. But, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Lou doesn't like, doesn't like being given, you know. Being given directions while he's riding people around. He doesn't. He doesn't play well with others, does he? More or less, yeah. Well, now he's in China playing, but non-extraditable, I'm guessing. And there's a ten million dollar lawsuit uh, that the Tungeter family filed against Uber. It's a lot of dough. Yeah, I'm predicting they're not going to get ten million. <laughs> Even Cook County juries are not nat nuts. Not going to get ten million. I hope the family gets something. They'll get something. They'll get something. The old lift people will. You know, they'll do the right thing. They'll write the check after a, a huge amount of litigation in several years. Well, uh, moving right along, Miss uh, Felon Smith's family, they're suing the CTA and the security yeah. company. We no. should make this clear that Felon Smith is not a name. We're not calling Miss Smith a felon. Her mom and daddy named her felon. Yeah. <laughs> right? Probably, they probably thought it was cute. I think it's cute. You think it's cute? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cute. And she, a very attractive lady, right? And what happened? Look, she jumped out on the tracks to recover her phone. She dropped. Yeah, she, exactly. Gets yeah. hit by a train. 
I mean, just her luck. A train's coming by, and they can't stop on a dime. And the security guard who sees her jump down, I mean, what's he going to do? I mean, he only has, like, what, 15 seconds to go over and grab her? He had that much time, but... He could have. He could have been hurt. Also, he could have. Fifteen dollar hour security guard is not going to jump down on live tracks to save anybody. <sighs> yeah, that's not in their job description, right? Right. Because you could get hurt. Also, you could get you know pulled in. Oh, now we got pulled two down people the tracks. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And he doesn't know why she's on the tracks. Right. He has no idea. No idea. And and and, and listen, it's a tragedy, man. We're sympathetic. I, uh, Miss Smith, uh, and, and this is the lady whose niece, I believe, got shot in the head two or three days later and right. got killed on a yeah. gang thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Tragic, tragic for this family. But you can't, people, you can't jump down on the tracks. And then when you get killed, you're gonna sue the CTA. It's their fault. The CTA didn't tell you to jump on the tracks and grab your phone. But that's such the society we live in, right? So much crime, so little time. We're going to take another pause. When we come back, we're going to get into that high-speed police chase out of Ernie, Illinois, that winds up in the West Loop. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. Pop. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Chicago Popo Report. Ah, we're back, Chicago. Paul Ciolino, Lupe Aguirre, Chicago Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Folks, can't listen to us live. Hit that podcast right after the show is over with or the next day or following week, whenever. WLSAM.com. You can listen to us and all the other uh, geniuses on this station. Anytime you want. Everything gets podcast these days, right, Lupe? What, 20,000 podcasts? Uh Flowing through uh, the uh, the <laughs> there's a lot on this station, and I think there's like three hundred thousand nationwide. So, so take your pick, folks. I hope you pick us. If you got any brains, you pick us. There you go. <laughs> well, next story is a little bit tragic, bro. These guys didn't have any brains. Oh, stupidity uh, in abundance in this one runs wild. Yeah. So uh, we have a couple. We have some lads, four or five lads from six lads, six lads from the inner city. Riding around in a stolen car up in Lake County, always a bad idea. Old Mill Creek in Lake County. Don't even know where that's at. Over by there. Over by there, up up, up in Lake County somewhere. Yeah, it's a rural area. I mean, it's not <laughs> It's not a cosmopolitan center <laughs> or anything no, like that. No, there's not a lot going on up there. People are just chilling, man. You know, you've, you've got barns, you've got horse farms, you've, you know, you're just... Uh, either you're, you know, you're living out there, you're living out your retirement life, or you're just raising a family, you know, away from a lot of people. Well, I'll tell you what there is up there, though. A lot of concealed carry permit holders and people with guns in yeah. Lake County. Lots of guns up there. Well, especially here in this part of Lake County, because uh, there's only, I guess, they don't have a police force. And they're, uh, there's a, just a local sheriff that has to ride around. Yeah, Lake uh, County is a big geographical area. Mm-hmm. Big, huge. So help could be several minutes away. Right. Maybe even 30 minutes, right? So what we have on this particular night when tragedy strikes is uh, we have our young knuckleheads from the city. They're going to they're breaking into cars, mm-hmm. stealing stuff. Well, they picked the wrong car to break into because a 75-year-old homeowner who is a concealed carry permit owner walks outside with his pistol and says, gee, what are you guys doing? Which, which Sounds, looks very suspicious. At one... One something in the morning, right? Uh, 
he says they come, two of them come at him with something in their hand, and a big Bowie knife is recovered at the scene. Right. And he starts shooting. He unloads. Feared for his life, discharges his weapon, yeah. And he kills a 14-year-old who's present at the scene, acting up. Does he wound another one? I think only one one kid was shot. The kid who got killed. The kid who got killed. 14-year-old. 14-year-old. And by the way, all the knuckleheads, uh, he's the youngest of this group of six, the oldest being 18 or 19. Yeah, they, 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 the kid gets shot, and they throw, him in, they throw him back in the Lexus, and they're, I guess, trying to find a hospital, trying to find some help. They made it out to Gurney. Yeah. Where they... Uh, right off the expressway, they're right off 294. But they're the Popo. Now everybody's heated up, right? You've got 20 police departments hunting you. The, the, the police are trying to figure out what's going on with this. What happened there? He got shot, and then you know he needs right. some help. And then <laughs> they, I guess, one of the guys. So there's, so there's the injured, the injured kid, the kid who got shot, and then five others. And then one of them gets, uh, one of them doesn't leave that scene. So the other four get back in the car, and the race is on. And the race, you, I love and the this chase part. is on. The chase is on down to Chicago from yeah, Lake County. From Lake County. This is a long ride, folks. This it, is 30 minutes easily, yeah. right? E- even going fast. Excess of 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yes. They're moving points. with with half the Lake County and Waukegan and all manner of uh, police departments following them down to Eden's under the... Into the Kennedy, into the Dan Ryan, I suppose. You know, this flew <laughs> under my radar that night. I didn't even hear about this until a couple of days later. I mean, well, and it, it stopped right at my doorstep. <laughs> so, so the chase ends at two a.m. They're Halsted in West Randolph. Yeah, like R- at my doorstep. It, you, you could have been out Literally. coming back from a late yoga class, or no, my, <laughs> no, I could have had a couple two tree beers and then. That's right. You know, well, they run out of gas. I That's never where do, the chase ends. I never, right? I never do yoga that late, Paul. It's no. not. It's not good for your health. No. Okay. But they, they run out of gas. This is pretty. And everyone bails, of course. But at this point, there is like 60 squad cars there. Yeah. With K9. With the K9 doggies. They get, they got all. I, I would bet money a helicopter up in the air or two, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody is looking for these knuckleheads and they're following them and chasing them. Predictably, they all get caught. Now, here's where it gets interesting. A couple days later, they all get charged with felony murder. They First kill anybody? Degree murder. They didn't kill anybody. One of them got killed by a homeowner, seventy-five-year-old guy, right? So under accountability laws in the mm-hmm. state, they charge every. All these dudes are looking at life in prison. Every one of them charged due to the commission of a forcible felony, and somebody got killed. Mm-hmm. A homicide is a legal term, ladies and gentlemen. That's all it means is a, a manner of death, and you get charged with that. It doesn't matter if you pulled the trigger. doesn't matter if you were standing next to the guy when it happened. You're mm-hmm. committing a felony and somebody got killed. You're getting charged in this state. And in Lake County, I'm not going to be a real sympathetic juror to a bunch of lads from uh, the south and west side of Chicago. It didn't take, him, didn't take Lake County long to approve for that. First no, it did service. not take long at all, like 24 hours. Would have taken Cook County a little bit longer, probably. Right? Everybody would have got an I-bond down in Cook County, okay? Probably. They dragged their butts back up to Lake County and Waukegan there, and I don't think any I-bonds were forthcoming. You're probably right. Listen, folks, if you and your, you and your friends, you and your felons are out committing felonies and someone dies during the commission of that forcible felony, you also are going to be charged. You know, and it could have been in a tree. They could have hit a tree or a light post and killed somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, you're still going to get charged with felony murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're out committing a felony when it happens. I, it is 
uh, it's dicey out there, and and when you throw stupid into it, right? And and we have got this seventy five year old guy. I'm sure he's not happy. He killed a fourteen year old kid at seventy five years old. Exactly. Right. Do you do you, do you want that on your conscience? No, no matter no. no matter how, how it happened. I mean, you you still take right. a life. You're you're gonna have to live with it. You know. For your remaining years, yeah. It's, 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 I mean, and and this is a common sense kind of thing. I I got to tell you, I'm not killing anybody over burglary of a car in my driveway or even in my garage. I'm I'm gonna have a hard time killing you because you're ripping off my radio or you know whatever is laying around in the car. And, and this guy says that they came at him and they recover a big Bowie knife at the scene. So right. let, let's assume he is telling the truth. If you'd have just stayed in the house, maybe nobody gets killed, right? Call it in. You sit there with your trusty nine millimeter ready, locked and loaded. Yeah, but keep the front door locked. Let them come in, man, or try to break in. Don't go out there and confront them, people. Okay, nothing good's going to happen. Yeah, and yeah. and I could tell you from personal experience, uh, people are not happy about taking a life. It it will haunt you forever, no matter what the circumstances. It's we're just not built to do it. We don't deal well with it. Especially at an advanced older age, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, in any event, tragic story all around. I hope nothing. I don't think anything's going to happen to this guy. I mean, he's uh, no. They're not going to charge him with anything, right? He's he's good to go. Self defense, I think, will play play well in this matter. I think it's already played well. I think they've already made a determination. He's not going to get charged with anything, unless yeah. some serious evidence comes up to the contrary, like a videotape. <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines or the planting of a weapon to make it look like he was in fear of his life. But short of anything like that, I, nothing's going to happen to this guy. We're going to take another break, Paul. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSM 890. See you in a bit. <laughs> Welcome back, Popo Nation. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Chicago Popo Report on WSAM 890. And when we left you last break, we were talking about, you know, acting badly in the car, shooting at each other. Just let somebody merge on the expressways, people. <laughs> I mean... Little man, where are you going? How fast, how much faster are you going to be there if you don't let the dude in or do that, right? Just let it happen, man. It's no sweat off your uh, forehead, really. <laughs> That's right. You, you, wherever you're going, listen, your meth dealer will wait another five minutes, okay? He wants the dough. They can wait. That's right. The then, pizza will still be warm when you get there. And there was a shootout in uh, River North. Uh, Popo spotted. The chase is on. But, hey, they terminate the chase right when they get on the uh, on the expressway. That car winds up somewhere in Logan Square. Right, well, Investigation continues. Why would you terminate when you get on the expressway? You could open it up then, man. You could really go. You could go-go on that expressway. Yeah, uh, the Chicago Popo have... Uh, you know, department policies. Yeah, we know how they always follow those department policies, and especially when police chase happens. I think this is a good call on this one. People have, could have gotten hurt. Actually, did anybody get shot? Did they, they got shot at? But did anybody get hit? Nobody got hit. Everyone, it, it all worked out well. All right, Paul. Well, we have another suspected road rage incident, but this is out in Atlanta, near Atlanta, Georgia, Sandy Springs, involving uh, an attorney and a real estate investor. Didn't work out too well for the real estate investor, though. <laughs> Brian Key Schmidt, 47, of Sandy Springs, surrendered himself to authorities last Monday after he intentionally drove his car into this young uh, man uh, in a road rage incident. <laughs> At least he killed him with a Mercedes. Ran into him with a 
freaking Mercedes. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I mean, yeah. yeah causing the uh, victim to fall and hit his head and die. Not really sure what led up to that. But, but hey, you know. Schmidt, being a lawyer, is pretty smart. He didn't leave the scene anyways. He, he stood pat after he killed him. So he didn't get hit with that charge. Tried to explain away the story. What led him to, you know, turn himself in, though? I'm sure it was all an accident. Right? It was a big misunderstanding. <laughs> it's it's pretty... It's a bad one. I'm going to run the guy over with my Mercedes because I'm mad at him. <laughs> well, the, it sounds uh, like he ran over a pedestrian with it. Well, the victim, he's an Iranian native. You mean this guy graduated from Walton High School in Cobb County, Georgia Tech... He's uh, Iranian you know, descent, not just a regular he, schmo. Not no, no, just no, a, he's you know, an American, hardworking guy. Yeah. Yes, real estate investor. Right? That could be an ugly little trial think, if it ever goes a trial. Do you think he just ran into the wrong angry white guy? It's, it sounds <laughs> like an, a, wrong, a loud, angry white lawyer, privileged some, guy. Some racial animus involved here. Who knows? Right? A lot going on. A lot of that yeah, going a lot on of lately. Stuff happening. I bet there's more to this story, huh? And we will update you. We will. Uh, we will. We will investigate and talk about it. Oh, let's see. Uh, we got a black ops story. Uh, we like black ops involving the military. Yeah. No, I don't think this involved the military, my friend. <laughs> when you hear black ops, you think of the military, though, don't you? That's the first thing that comes to mind. Either that or some silly video game involving black ops, right? No, Fortnite. Gotta- Does Fortnite involve black ops? No. No? I don't know what it involves. <laughs> well, this involves a Lombard man. <laughs> he, he had plans to form a black ops militia group. Mister, He's a 22-year-old Daniel Waters. Uh, I, I'm good feeling Daniel finding out that in DePage County, uh, they're not as liberal as they are in Cook County with bonds and charges and things of that nature. What what our young lad do to get Mr. Bob Berlin, the state's attorney of DePage County, all... Get his panties all bunched up. Well, he appeared in court on a felony charge of unlawful possession of explosive material. The uh, $100,000 off bail. Uh, <laughs> prosecutors wanted a million, but, uh, you know, you give us 10000 cash, you'll be out. Not a bad deal, really. They want a million, you, you, uh, you, you come up with 100000 For the Lombard man, allegedly wrote the plans for the black ops. That's a good deal for him. I think somebody dimed him out. That's why they got a warrant out for his arrest. Uh, Somebody didn't like him, apparently, huh? Didn't like his black ops idea. Well, he had had written down his plans, which is, for all you criminals, past and future, writing down your plans is usually a bad idea. Bad, bad idea. You keep them in your little pointed head where only you know about them. Yeah. Because if you write them down, guess what? Somebody's going to be reading them, reading them written plans to a jury one day. Well, or to the sentencing judge. In addition to that, this genius was already in jail on an unrelated charge. <laughs> no, really. So he was involved in a domestic. <laughs> so yeah, in a domestic beef, he was arrested for domestic battery. So they, uh, they knew where to find him. He's, he's got issues. Huh? He's got he's got some issues. He's going to run the black ops against the girlfriend he beat up. Probably. Yes. What a genius. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the courts love guys like that. Makes it easy. Yeah, it's it just too easy. Let's let's get into that. Uh, well, the uh, that Ohio shooting uh, last week. Uh, you know, he had a lot of body armor. So apparently, his his buddy, <laughs> Ethan Coley, uh, bought it for him. Kept he, it at his house so his parents wouldn't find out. Ethan finds himself in jail on no bond. I might add at this point. Yeah, right. 
Don't lie to the feds when you're, you know, on the on your application on your, you know, when you're buying a gun. You know, don't lie that you you don't smoke dope. If you smoke dope, tell them. <laughs> this is how far they had to reach on this one. Yeah. Loop, okay. Right. Prosecutors accuse Coley of lying about not using marijuana on federal firearm forms in the purchase of a pistol that was not used in the shooting. They had to find something on this guy. <laughs> he lied about smoking dope. Yeah. What a shock. Doesn't everybody? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm pretty much sure that nobody ever replies, yes, I do smoke marijuana on frequent and daily occasions for those of you in federal law enforcement that are curious about that fact or yeah. not. But there was no conspiracy here. There's no, uh, he wasn't involved uh, with the... Uh, shooting with the shooting uh didn't, didn't know about the shooting he didn't know why he was he was going to use the uh his body armor while he was shooting so coley's good to go there but don't lie to the feds about not smoking reefer here's, you here's, will be caught here's the popo's reports advice people if one of your pals says hey buy me some ammo and some uh bulletproof vest decline gracefully saying no thank you i, I really want to do that don't play stupid don't just say I'm not doing that, okay? Because there's there's a guy in Ohio sitting with no bond right now because he bought his pal some body armor and they decided to shoot up a bunch of people. Might add that body armor and help help him because they in Ohio cops took him out quick. <laughs> there you go. Shot him in the head. Yeah. No body armor on the head. People. Thirty seconds, people. We got another uh, Ohio genius. What this one do? <laughs> he planned to shoot every federal agent in sight. In an online forum, he went by the name Army of Christ. He praised the Oklahoma City bombing, mass shootings, and attacks on Planned Parenthood. This guy's got some issues. Even as slow as the FBI is most days, if you start claiming to be a member of the Army of Christ and you're you're down with the Oklahoma City bombing, it, yeah. you're going to get a lot of attention. I think there's going to be somebody in an office somewhere in a federal building going, May, perhaps we should go visit this lad. It's called a red flag. <laughs> Several red flags, right? Justin. Justin Olson decided, and you got to be original when you do this stuff. You get less attention that way, but he, he was just recycling old terrorist stuff. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's all it's all ingest. It's all hyperbole. Eh, you know, fine, but what's with all this ammo in your crib? Well, I, you know, listen... It, it, the story gets convoluted, but it does. I don't know that it's his ammo and his weapons. His dad, he had recently moved from his mother's house to his dad's house. And they found it all at his dad's house. Now, is it his or his dad's? If it's his dad's, it's perfectly fine, mm -hmm. right? It's secured. It's locked up. I think at that point, <laughs> they're just reaching, man. They just want to get this, this little nutcase off the street before something bad happens. Well, let's see. They they recovered a thousand rounds of ammo, camouflage clothing, and a, and a gun vault in another bedroom in the house. Okay, it's probably his dad's. They all fifteen rifles and shotguns and ten semi-automatic pistols. It's a lot of firepower, man. Listen, man, and, Is his and a lot of the crazy in this country. Here? That's a pretty average. That, that that's pretty average? average, man, in the gun safe. Oh my God! Right. Rifles. As I tell my wife, hey, these are investments for the future. They never lose their value. You know? This is like gold. Getting ready for Armageddon. Just in case.
Yeah. Listen, you can have a lot of guns in the world if you don't have a lot of rounds to go with them. They're not much. You might as well have rocks, store rocks, a pile of rocks in your garage. Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Waiting for that, it's, right? It's, it's coming, my friend, okay? Until you get senile, you just grab okay. that rifle, go grab ahead. that shotgun, and start make, shooting everybody, right? Make, make just of the situation, the <laughs> deplorable world situation we find ourselves in that is coming soon. Yeah. This guy was ready for it. At least his daddy was. <laughs> Anyways, he's off to jail. Yeah. And the ROTC scholarship uh, to the University of Texas, I'm guessing, is off the table. Mr. Olson, you've got some uh, explaining to do. Okay. He said, what did he say? This is, uh, He wrote this down. This is a hyperbolic conclusion based on the results of the Waco siege, he said, of his instruction to shoot federal agents. <laughs> Not a good idea. Huh? We're going to take another break, Paul. When we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Puerto Rican woman that was berated in the Forest Reserve. It's going to trial. We'll see what happens. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WSAMA 90. Uh, welcome back, Popo Nation, Chicago, home of the top gun firefights going on all weekend here. Covered by the WLS 890 AM. We cover all that stuff, bro. We're everywhere in this city. The Blue Angels are buzzing the tower, Paul. And they're all over the place. They're just flying in between buildings. I just spilled a coffee on my shirt. Got a little scared. Too much noise. <laughs> yeah. huh? But they buzzed our control tower, bro. That's the problem. I, I, I hate when Maverick does that. Yes. Buzz right, right out the window. Big sonic boom and all that. Butts will roll for that. Right down the river. Well, speaking of butts rolling, uh, so, so a friend of ours isn't rolling out of jail. I've got this thing, and it's golden. And I'm just not giving it up for nothing. Yeah, we, we spent a lot of time last week talking about Blago getting commuted by the president and getting out of jail last week, right? And the balloons were up at the Blago home. Welcome back. Guess what? Not so fast. Ah, the celebration, I think, was a little premature. Trumpy is cruel. He's dangling that. He's dangling it over his head, and everyone is like, "I mean, poor family." I, I gotta tell poor you, poor Patty. Yeah, poor Patty. Here's the problem, okay? These these Blagojeviches don't know when to shut up and be quiet. This is the problem. <laughs> they, you know, they're either on the phone yakking about something very inappropriately, but they start talking, and the Republicans in Illinois got their panties in a bunch oh. and started. Writing and calling uh, Mr. Mr. Tone Deaf in the White House. And he's like, whoa, I can't, what do you mean I can't let this guy to jail? He was, he was on my TV show. I like Patty. She looked good on Fox. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the balloons are up. They're on the front porch. He's coming home. Come on. Uh, not so fast. There's a big Blago watch. For, I uh, heard he was out processing. Talk about cruel. He's at jail in Colorado, man. And they bring him in and go, all right, you're getting out. And, you know, so there's a process when you get out of prison yeah. or get out of the army or leave the police department, right? Uh -huh. There's there's administrative stuff that has to happen. You got to see how much money you're going to get, you know, because you've been working. You've been working. You've been sweeping them hallways yeah. for five years now, whatever it might be. You collect your 995. Guess what? <laughs> He's not back home yet. Balloons are down. <laughs> it's too bad because we, this is radio gold, right? I mean, we, we could just talk about that forever. Not looking good for the Blago right now. Well, we'll continue to wait. For yeah, we will. We're, we're watching. The Popo report is all over it, folks. Don't you worry. You just listen to us, and we'll let you know what's going on with Blago. Ah, what's our next story, Loop? Okay, I'm just a little bit more boring than Blago, Patty, Trumpy stuff. About that uh, 
Yeah, that romantic uh, rival out in DuPage. Yeah, you uh, like this. I like when nurses act badly, okay? Because I, I generally, I love nurses. They always have. They run hospitals. If you're sick, they're taking care of you. Right. And not going doctor's not taking care of you. He, he rolls in in his little clean white jacket and writes a note and parks at the nurse, and he's gone. I mean, you're reasonably smart. I mean, you're, yes. you know, you're... Nurses aren't smart. I mean, yeah. They run the hospital. They run mm-hmm. critical care units, man. They save lives every day. They keep goofy young doctors from making mistakes, so they become goofy old doctors. But when it comes to matters of the heart, Paul, you turn, <laughs> all you turn, in, are off, you turn into they, an friend. idiot. That's <laughs> <laughs> all over with. What did our What did our lovely nurse do out in DePage County? Young, young, relatively young Tina Jones, age thirty three. What was she facing charges for, Lou? Start hiring hitmen oh. online. Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe the first mistake is going online to find the hitman. <laughs> what was the website she was? Now I'm, I'm guessing the FBI probably watching watching this website uh, second by second. Well, she paid eleven thousand in Bitcoin to an organization called Cosa Nostra International in an alleged scheme <laughs> to kill the co-worker's wife. Who got the eleven k? Is what I want to know. <laughs> who, who got the 11000 in Bitcoin? Man, I want in on that action. Uh, you I better mean... believe it. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and the bigger question, of course, is uh, what's, what's your tax liability for taking that money for a hit? Oh, my God. That wasn't going to happen. We're, we're, we're paying off hitmen in Bitcoins now. I love it. I, I do love it. Tina is, uh, she's not laughing. <laughs> but she did meet with the judge. A, a guilty plea is forthcoming from Young Tina. Yeah, we got a murder for hire thing right here. She was scammed by this <laughs> uh, internet, Cosa Nostra International. Uh, Judge, I was sucked in. That's not me. <laughs> uh, Tina, you sent these guys a little K. Uh, how am I going to deal with that at sentencing? It's called in furtherance <laughs> of a right. murder scheme. <laughs> yeah, that's, this is not looking good. But uh, You didn't just think about it and talk to your friend about it. You actually paid... Someone, some, <laughs> a, you got scammed. Well, she's got a judge in DePage uh, by the name of George Bacallus. And uh, Judge Bacallus is a pretty good judge, pretty even-tempered. And I, and I do believe he likes women. Uh, so she she may be getting a break that the average uh, uh, solicitation for murder you think so? might not get on, in general. Wow. I haven't seen what Tina looks like, but uh, as in all things in life, if the better looking you are, it seems... Things go a lot easier for you, right? <laughs> maybe sentencing in a solicitation trial is going to be... Maybe there's a probation thing coming up for Tina. We'll see. Get, <laughs> get back into her nursing gig. That's right. Because she, she's loving grand light in the ass right now. She <laughs> needs to replace that in her 401k. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, you know, it's just just get somebody else. Let's get back to our regular old hate crimes, Okay. Oh, we got that September date, just, you know, for trial is set for this guy, right? <laughs> the hate crime for berating a lady who was wearing a Puerto Rican shirt in the Forest Preserve. Back to the Forest Preserve, where all manners of crime apparently happens, and then the Forest uh, people insert themselves into these things and wind up getting in a lot of trouble, generally. Over by there in Caldwell Woods Forest Preserve, Chicago's far northwest side, yeah, so... I know, I know that area well, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yes, I've been there a few times, yeah. a few parties there, and yeah, it's Forest Preserve. Yeah, well, this guy's yelling at this lady who's wearing a Puerto Rican shirt, and and the Forest Preserve police are standing there, basically watching and ignoring, you know, what's going on. 
Yeah, they, they see a clear disturbance right here, and they're not doing anything about it. You know, because it's a it's a white guy, old white guy yelling at a this Puerto Rican uh, chick. Old yeah. white guys, man. They're just old white guys <laughs> and very young white guys. And another guy that should be watching Pornhub, right? They might not be too concerned about. It's never too old to watch part Pornhub, you know. Yeah. this guy's sixty three years old. He, you know, he might mind his own business and won't be berating some young lady who's wearing a Puerto Rican flag shirt. Are who you, cares? Are you Leave kidding? her alone. Yeah, exactly. are you a citizen? Are you a United States citizen? You know, and this guy loses, the cop loses his job for not intervening. Right, and, yeah. And and this guy's in court, and uh, this is just a storm, an S-storm, right? He was originally charged uh, with misdemeanor assault, but, you know, <laughs> the heat was on, and the... Uh, Fox, and, Fox and Friends came in and upped it to a felony, <laughs> didn't they? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta somehow make this a hate crime. This guy didn't get the Jesse, Jesse Smollett deal, did he? <laughs> no, he no. didn't. <laughs> He didn't get that deal. They bumped it up. <laughs> they bumped it up, not down. No. I bet his lawyer's fee got bumped up, too. Uh, 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 bro, this is now a felony. I need another 10K. <laughs> well, who knows? There's still time for a plea deal. What do you think? I don't know. If he goes to travel, it'd be good for Mr. Uh... I'm not sure there's going to be a plea in this one, but I'm, I'm assuming there's videotape out there somewhere. It's not going to be a good ending. No. For the defendant. <laughs> going to be bad. Let's... uh. Let's move right along, Paul. Let's so, uh, out in Georgia, the Georgia police, another Georgia story. They stopped a Southern QB, which is quarterback, on the roads. Video shows cops mistaking bird poo for cocaine. So, he's got a bunch of bird poop on his dashboard, on his windshield. And they test it, and it comes back positive for cocaine. So, they arrest this guy for, um, you know. <laughs> and, he, and he's telling him, that's bird poop. Not cocaine. Right. Because everybody knows we, we throw cocaine on our windshield so it can fly all over creation, right? You know how expensive that is, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's just like the dumbest thing I ever heard of. And and by the way, I have heard of this before. This is not the first guy that's had this problem with the popo in the South, <laughs> in a rural community, right? That's, that'd be marijuana or cocaine on your windshield, sir. Let's figure that one out, people. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we've got funky crime and punishment time around the nation. You've been listening to the Chicago Popo Report on WLS AMA 90. See you in a bit. Hello. I'm trying hard not to show it, baby. Chicago peeps, Lupe and Paul will never lose that love and feeling for our fans. WLSA on 890 Chicago Popo Report. We're in the big clothes, folks. Talking right. about that love and feeling. We had a little uh, stewardess that uh, <laughs> is going to be losing that love and feeling. Uh, she lo uh, she American, lost it. American Airlines lost the love and feeling for her, didn't they? Maybe what? she started drinking because she lost that love and feeling. Well, actually, it, was, it wasn't American. It was Air Wisconsin. Which should tell you right away, maybe, you know, <laughs> they're from Wisconsin, there could be issues with alcohol, because <laughs> there's not much else to do I up don't there. blame them for drinking, yeah. Those thighs, right? But she uh, she got on the plane, a Chicago to South Bend flight, and she was snockered, my friend. She, she wasn't a little drunk, she was really drunk. And the passengers felt scared for their lives. What do they have to be scared about, uh, Paul? Scared She's not flying the plane. You know why they're scared for their lives? So they could file that lawsuit in federal court. We were terrified that 
Julianne March, age 49. I'm guessing Miss March has other problems besides drinking a little bit too much before she goes to work. Could be on her third or fourth divorce at this point. <laughs> and she's unemployed. It's not been a good week for her. She was on that, what's that, the jump seat? She just fell asleep. <laughs> she would have fell asleep. And I mean, how long of a flight could it be from Chicago to South Bend? 20 minutes? If that. Right? Far, yeah. I, you shouldn't have too much of a problem. You know, in between flights, what are you going to do? You've got some time to kill. you got to just you know, hit that bottle. Well, the problem was one of the passengers had some time to kill because they tweeted that she was slurring, couldn't walk straight, and kept dropping things. And that passengers had to fasten her seatbelt after she fell asleep in the jump seat. <laughs> Bad night for her. Moving right along in our final segment. We got an ungrateful son who pushes his BMW into the river. Well, the river. I'm pretty much this tops that story, doesn't because it? Because he wanted a Jaguar. Paul Jaguars are the thing right now. You know, if his I want to get a Jag. If his parents had any sense, they'd have pushed him into the river right behind that BMW and and, and wrote that one off. Let's work on another child because this one didn't turn out too good. Birthday boy in question, a cash. That's a great name. What's your name, Cash? Well, you know, he, mom and dad bought him a $50,000 Beamer, and he was unhappy with that. So he pushed it into a river on tape, I might add. Mm -hmm. This is fully documented because he wanted that Jaguar. He didn't want no dumpy BMW to drive around in. I don't, blame, I don't blame him. It's his parents' fault who got him this way. Yeah, his parents did get him that way, didn't they? Hey, you raise a child who... Is mad at you because you didn't buy the right sports car for him. You have a problem as a parent. It didn't start at 18, people. It started at year one. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, Bad, this is just... Spoiled parenting. We're going to our favorite state. Where is that, my friend? Indiana? No, no, Florida. Oh, we're back in Florida. We hear the banjo music. You know, generally, we're going to be back in Florida on that one. And talking about two, one of our favorite companies. Part of the... Crime family, rideshare family, crime rideshare family. <laughs> they always make the Chicago Popo report. <laughs> an armed lift driver. Loop, I, you know, we start a lift, an armed lift driver. I, yeah. Isn't there a policy about weapons and lift drivers and such? Maybe it's okay in Florida. <laughs> a lot of guns in Florida, my friend, okay? And an armed lift driver, he shot a man who was trying to climb into his moving car early Monday, last Monday, Clay County Sheriff's Office says. That's in Jacksonville area, North Florida. Right. All bets are really off up there. Lucky for the uh, the bad guy, he only got struck in the leg. He eventually fell from the window onto the highway, charged with assault and battery during a burglary to Otto. Well, nothing good happens because the, the, the Jacksonville Lyft driver is dropping off a client, i.e. customer, at 5.30 a.m. On, on the side of a road. It's a crime of opportunity. There you go. Nothing's good happening at 5.30, my friend. Yeah, right? It's, it's, it's dangerous being a ride-share driver, man, taxi driver, you name it. So, the dude's trying to climb in the car. The lift driver shoots him, leaves him on the side of the road, and calls it in later. And they arrest the guy when he goes for medical attention. <laughs> Florida justice, folks. All around, great story. But hey, but there is good news. The, the Lyft driver said, "Hey, uh, physically I'm okay, but I'm I'm mentally shaken up over the whole thing." I'd be too. Yeah, you should shout someone who's <laughs> trying to, you know, jump in your moving car. Yeah. How about you just keep moving? 
You think that would have worked too? Speed up. You speed up. <laughs> All right. Maybe you don't have to shoot the guy. Just go a little faster. Go side to side. Oh my goodness. All right, Florida. Thank you, Florida, for another roll up your window. Yeah. And we, we got about three and a half minutes to kill, so that that burned up a couple. Oh, we got a Pokemon story. I love this story, Luke. Tell us about it. I've never played Pokemon. Don't want to know what it's all about, but it's I just see a bunch of kids walking around, you know, looking at their phone, looking for something, and it's related to Pokemon. But anyways, uh, this is out in uh, Washington State Patrol, uh, out in Seattle, Tacoma International Airport. He saw some guy in his car. He went over to see what was going on. He's on the side of the road, stopped, yeah. right? Yeah, he yeah. went over to see what was going on, and... Uh, He's playing Pokemon with eight phones. Eight cell phones. Eight cell phones. He's got them all, you know, hooked up together on some, you know, some contraption. And he's playing Pokemon with eight phones. Uh, sitting, on the, sitting on the expressway at, uh, by uh, SeaTac. For those of you non-traveling folks, SeaTac is a Seattle-Tacoma International Airport in Seattle. Big, big airport. And so there's a lot of traffic always, 24-7 around it. And this knucklehead he's got eight cell phone goings with the stupid game on it parked on the expressway on the side of the road he wanted a timeout, paul <laughs> is it against the law though i don't think so he's parked right he's not driving but you you can't just be on the side of a road unless it's an emergency was it an emergency to start stop start i mean continue playing pokemon can you imagine a state trooper walking up on this one? I mean, just put yourself in his shoes. You walk up there, and Knucklehead's got eight telephones going in, in like this homemade holder, <laughs> right, with the uh, eight phones. A makeshift foam carrier rig. <laughs> I mean, he went through a lot of trouble to make this rig. This should be a Florida story. You know that. <laughs> I mean, when I was in college, I had to pull over to the side, you know, on the road on my way to school. I had to I had to use the washroom. And just my luck, uh uh, you know, a trooper pulls up. I got in trouble for that. I mean <laughs> that was an emergency. You didn't have any cell phone going either, did you? <laughs> no. Yeah, you should have left gave you a pass on that one, brother. No, he didn't give me a pass. That's well right. we we got a we got a concealed carry story involving uh armed real estate agent, Paul. This happened out in Colorado. Let me tell you, good thing she was armed, right? I saw a picture, attractive real estate agent. Showing a house. Her name is Donna Hetzler. Been an agent for 14 years, working in the Aspen area, okay? And commerce. I mean, she's showing a house. And what happens? He pulls out a knife, tries to do whatever, you know, these guys try to do. She pulls out a gun. Guess who won? Uh, she won that knife fight, didn't she? That's right. Good for her. Dude, pull, not only he pulled out a knife, he pulled out some rope. Right. Yeah, he, he had plans for her. You wanted to get crazy. I, ladies, if you're showing houses, you can't be careful enough. You are very vulnerable when you're with a dude in an empty, vacant house. That's and right, people. So this is a happy ending story. That's right. we got another happy ending, too, uh, because it's end of watch. And it involves a Dixon police officer named National Officer of the Year. Great job by him. What do you do, Luke? Resource Officer Mark Dallas. Uh he stopped the kid from shooting up the Dixon High School. During, yeah, during graduation practice. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it was a good story then. It's a good story now. Officer of the Year, congratulations. Kudos to that guy. And that does it for us this Saturday night. And as always, don't poo-poo on the popo. And mind your own business. Watch your six, people. Good night. See you next week.